And we are back in under eight seconds for those of you here on YouTube. This is part two of the Scobro Show. I am behind the steel curtain co-editor Dave Schofield with my big brother Rich, who is still breathing in that sweet smell of victory, Archer Bro. Yes. <laughs> oh. I mean, yes. I, I mean, I've got to do that mm-hmm. every week mm-hmm. so far. Yeah, I love it. So we we were focusing mainly on the defense and the great performance that they had. We're going to expand on that more of what that means going forward. But we were finishing up talking about the run game and its ineffectiveness, but yet the Steelers are still winning. But we're going to talk about that going forward. Before we do, uh, coming here into part two, we already have a super chat. Uh, so we want to make sure I find the – there it is. Okay. Um $5 into the tip jar for Matt Stofko. Did I say that right? Stofko? Um, um, that's why we you're saying we, we, <laughs> we appreciate that, Matt. He says, just go watch old Dredd's, Jerome Bettis video highlights and get your run fixed to chase the 9.0. If you don't like how the Steelers aren't running, enjoy the 9.0. Go watch some vintage Steelers stuff. That's pretty funny. So um, so as I try to click off of that. So that's, that's, that's a good thing. Good point. The Steelers are 9-0. They haven't had to have the run game. The problem is when you have something that doesn't work, the only question is at what point did you take it too far without fixing the problem? You know what I'm saying? Same Mm -hmm. thing that the Steelers were – and this is why I think they're going to get it right because of think about what was happening with the Steelers and their third downs on defense. That Mike Tomlin was talking about those in his press conference. Steelers were giving up way too many third down conversions, particularly third and long. We talked about it a bunch. You love to talk about that one, don't you, Rich? Nothing more annoying than you do everything you need to on first and second down and then blow it on third down. Blow it on third down. Then you come out on – then you come out, do everything you need to on first and second down again – and blow it on third down again. Yep. You know, that and when it happens two or three times a drive, it's just so deflating. Coach Tomlin said, we've got to fix this. We're going to get this right. Now, is it right for good? I hope so. I don't know. But I tell you what, you can't get any more right than what it was on Sunday. When they have zero for 13. You don't get any more right than that. So the fact that Coach Tomlin brought it up on its own, on his own, Talked about it so much about this run game, it goes to, to, to show they're going to work on this. They know this is important because it's great. They're 9-0, and but the question is, at what point is it going to come back and bite you that you don't have it? And the last thing you want that to do is to be in a key game down the stretch or even worse in the postseason. So you got some time to get it right. You got to keep working on it. They can get it right. But you know what they're also doing? They're not just constantly saying, well, we got to stick with the run until we can fix it. We got to stick with it until we can fix it. They're also doing what they need to do to win the game, like they did in Dallas, like they did in against Baltimore. There were a couple of times in the game the other day where I turned to Kyle and said, they'll run it here, you know, and we didn't. And that, to me, actually, I thought then – helped us in the game. We weren't we ran the ball less and actually got less predictable by running the ball less. Yeah. Because there were several downs where I thought for sure we would run the ball and we did not. Yeah. But we talk about everyone knows that the Steelers are going to run based on what they're doing. How many times even as Steeler fans and you can even 
say that, of course, this is going on the field. It's commercial break. And you know the first play coming back is going to be a run before you even see who is out on the field. And you know what the Steelers need to do? They need to bring that package out there like it's going to be a run and throw the ball first down. And you know what? If you get an incompletion, even if it's second and 10, then you come out with your passing formation and you sneak in a run. Then, oh my goodness, you're not just telling them exactly what you need to do all the time. And you don't have to do it all the time. Just enough to keep them guessing. I mean, because I really think that the biggest problem right now is that they aren't, I mean, they are establishing what they do in a given situation. The only time they don't is when Ben is stacking his receivers and you really have no clue what they're going to do based on how you're lined up. And that's how they're making, and that's how they're burning you. That's the Steelers go to because they know that you can't figure that out because no matter how you guess, you're going to be wrong because the only way that works is if your receivers are on the same page with your hall of your future hall of fame quarterback. And that's what's happening there. So that's should be the Steelers fallback plan. But it's not going to get you forever because if you show it too much, then you're kind of run out of options. Uh, anything you want to say about that before we jump into another super chat? Well, it just ends up being interesting because it, it shows what we're probably right now. I think it shows what we're probably a little better at. Right now, teams when we come out and show run and teams see it and know we're going to run and we run, we go nowhere. Yeah. We bring out a whole bunch of receivers and line up, and they know we're going to pass. They mm-hmm. still can't stop it. Yep. So right now, we are a dominant passing team. Mm-hmm. Short are, passing team. Yeah. Yeah. We have not been a dominant running team. We were yeah. more towards the beginning of the year, but we are not, we have not been the last three games. We do not look mm-hmm. like a dominant running team. And Jeffrey, it's no man. I'm going to get to your super chat here in just a minute, but we're getting on a roll. Jeff, on a roll here. Jeffrey brought this up. It's a really good point. Where they say how the path sets up the run and the run sets up the pass at times, you got to realize something. It's the long pass that sets up the run and the run that sets up the long pass or the deep pass because. I think that's what the what teams are trying to do against the Steelers is they are trying to defend the short pass and the run by bringing everybody up. And yep. by defending the short pass so much, they're actually also really defending the run. So you get a couple of those, you know, deep shots. It was really great to see that one to Deontay Johnson. Uh, I mean, come on, the Steelers scored a touchdown on a three-play drive that went 70-some yards, wasn't it? You know, yep. that, that I mean, that's crazy. Okay. So there was, that was something fantastic. I liked about that completion that he threw to Deontay that did not look anything like the long shots he was trying to hit Chase Claypool. Okay. Uh-huh. That throw to Deontay. Now let me start with the ones to Claypool. Okay. The ones that he throws towards Claypool, he's putting way too much air under it and trying to I knew that's what you was. The one that he threw to Dante was a little more on a rope. Well, yes, one. Well, it needed to be, and it'll win some too. But here's the thing: I was thinking more like he hit him more in stride than we did with Claypool. Claypool, he throws the ball up and is expecting yeah. the big receiver to adjust and go get it. Yes, at times. Yes, where that one now Deontay had to adjust. He had to come back in, but it was still in stride. 
right. felt like on that pass. So it was, it's coming. And that was with no practice all week. That was with no practice all week. We got to remember. Sure. I got, I'm the reason I've been holding off on Snowman's question is because it's going to take a little bit of an answer here. So I'm going to bring it up now, and then it's we're going to get back to defense to talk about it. It's an easy. Answer. No, 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 no. It's not. I'll let you answer it, and then I'll tell you how you're wrong. So go ahead. Because Snowman says, if we beat the Ratbirds Thanksgiving night, do the Steelers win the division? Go ahead, Rich. Chances are better than 90%. Yeah, they, they have a good we, chance. It doesn't beat, seal it. Correct. does not seal it. But And, and here's why. It, you're going to think may, I'm crazy. It, it could technically – it's technically not the nail in the coffin, but it – might actually be the nail in the coffin. Yeah. Honestly, first well, I want to say this. When it comes to the that's relying on that's relying on one thing. That's relying on the fact that I'm a, I, I hate to ever do that, but I'm figuring we're still going in undefeated. Yeah. So really I could give a better answer to that next Monday. Yes. Next Monday we'll have a much better because we know how we'll get to the Jacksonville stuff here very shortly, but this is what I'm going to say. Okay. I really like the fact that that purple team lost this past week because I was like, Oh, they might be coming off a loss to Tennessee because Tennessee matches up with them strong in the past, different, yeah. different team, different stuff. You know, part of that is I think Mike Vrabel can figure out defenses to try to shut down certain things. And I think Mike Vrabel can shut down the Ravens offense. That's me personally. I don't know if you will this week in Baltimore. Here's why. Because they're coming off of that loss. They've got a poor, they're coming now. They are now coming off a loss to the Patriots, which was really weird rooting for the Patriots. Um, a loss to the Patriots that now they've got to bounce back. They have to bounce back now. They got to be so focused on this game coming up and got to pour so much into this team that knocked them out of the playoffs last year. Now coming off of a loss, if they win, the, if they if they win this game, you know, that's fine. Then do they have a little bit of a letdown for the quick game on Thursday? You know, right. that's a possibility. If they lose this game, they're in trouble. So that's interesting. We're going to know a lot more Monday. But to answer this question, I'm still leaving it up there more, is the reason that I don't say this is because I'm not convinced right now, and I'll know a lot more next Monday, I'm not convinced that that purple team is the team that the Steelers have to worry about the most in the AFC North. Because right now, both the Ravens and Browns are 6-3. and three. The Ravens, they've got to play Tennessee, Pittsburgh, you know, Dallas, Cleveland, Jacksonville, the Giants, and the Bengals. Yeah, they don't have all that much. You know, honestly, once they get past Tennessee and Pittsburgh, their biggest game left is the Browns. Yeah. You know, everyone else has losing records. So this so they only have three games left with teams with winning records. But also look at the Browns here. The Browns have where did it go? I lost it. They've got the Eagles this week. They don't have a winning record. Then they got the Jaguars. Then they got the Titans and the Ravens. Then they got two back-to-back -back games in New York against both New York teams. And then the Steelers end of the, end the season. I don't know that it's going to be out, out of reach for everyone when the Steelers, you know, I'm hoping it will be by the time they play the Browns. I like that they don't play them until the very last week of the season because yeah. by, then, by then you'll know. 
but you, you you'll be you might be surprised if the if the Ravens stumble to Tennessee or if the Steelers beat them, you're going to find yourself rooting for them to beat the Browns. Seriously, yeah. in order for the Steelers to 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 lock up the North because of the schedules and the way they, they pan out. I still think that the Steelers, they have, in my opinion, they have the hardest schedule of the three FC, three AFC North teams remaining. I'd say three because, you know, Cincinnati is basically out of it now because they have to play teams with winning records. They have to play the Ravens, the Bills, the Colts, and the Browns. The, so – Interesting stuff. Interesting stuff. We've got, I know you got another super chat to get to here, and then we've got to start. Um, I mean, I think we have another super chat here. Where'd it go? Oh, there it is. I found it. I found it. This is from Grayson Brown, 999, the tip jar. Thank you very much. She said, Hey, bros, any chance our run D and O have been, has been impacted by the game situations? You know, Baltimore and Dallas, they were behind. Um, Tennessee, um, the um the run was strong. I think the slow starts have a lot to do do with it. Yeah, when you're behind, you've got to make sure you're doing what you can to get back in the game. But you still should be able to run the ball at least somewhat in the first half, regardless. Yep. And when your answer to get back in a game two weeks in a row is abandon the run, that's you know, not, not even sprinkling it in a little bit. That's what has it a little bit concerning. So this defense, I, I keep saying the defense, if defense wins championships, the Steelers are the team to beat because they've got a good enough offense to put up points. But if you can't, you know, as Coach Tom says, um, um, if they can't if they can't score, you can't lose. So that's something that the defense has got to make sure that, that they keep doing. Jacksonville. How do you feel about that, Rich? Um I see that as potentially being another game where our defense could really hold the score down low on them. Mm-hmm. And because I feel our defense can do that, our offense will score enough points and we'll win. Do you remember the last time the Steelers played in Jacksonville? In Jacksonville? Yes. I don't know. You know what that one was? That what one was... was- Game over, but luckily Ryan Switzer drew well basically three penalties. They could have called it, they could have called three different penalties on that play. They could have called holding, pass interference, or face mask. And remember, that's the one that to finish the game. I mean, there was single digit seconds left when Ben Roethlisberger keeps the ball and dies for the end zone, runs into the back of Matt Filer, but oh, still yeah, manages right. to break to, to break the plane and for them to win the game. Um, so no, the Steelers won the last time they were in Jacksonville, but they were heavy favorites and they were losing and had to win it at the last second. It was the next week when it was the same, same situation all over again against Denver and they didn't, and they didn't pull it out. So that's what it was. So no, Kyle, you were not there. You were there the time before. Um, he said, no. The last time the Sears played the Jags, he was there. That's the last time they played at Heinz Field. Yeah. Yes. The last time they played at Heinz Field. Because they Correct. did, it wasn't last year. It was it was infamous 2018. Correct. Um that that they they I think it was 20 to 16 was the final score. I think it was something like that. Something so like that. but this is still a different Jags team. I mean, they they really are. Um I was looking at, at some of their stuff 
and their their losses and whatnot. Ever since their bye week, they've been doing much better. I mean, coming out of their bye, they lost by two to Houston and by four to Green Bay. Their defense, Coach Tom mentioned this today, Green Bay does not turn the ball over. And they got two turnovers on them. Yes. So they can take the ball away. They just can't put it all together. But they're not getting – I think their worst defeat of two different times this year, they've lost by 18 points. Um, and those games were – they it was oh my they lost at home to the lions by 18 points and then they also lost at home to the dolphins by 18 points they actually play a little bit better than they had a 16 point loss at houston but then at home they only lost by two you know they actually play a little bit better on the road it looks like right now but don't get me started with the steelers because the steelers their last two home games what is it they've got a um a combined, they've won by a combined 57 points in two games, their last home mm-hmm. games, and their last three road games, they've won by 12 points total. 12 points total in their last in their in their last three road games. Now, two of them were really tough games. So that's the biggest thing that going on here. But it's so funny because I think I I gotta look this up for Stat Geek, is that I think the Steelers actually do better in Jacksonville than they do at home against the Jaguars. What do you think? Yeah, I think you're correct there. If I if I'm remembering some of the games, um, that we actually play them better there. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's something that I was going to break down for the stat geek. I didn't get that going for tonight, but um, it's one of these things. They the reporters are each even asking Coach Hall today about they they using the term trap game. Um, I think it was Albie Oxenreiter asked about the trap game. Um, um, and good Coach Tomlin. Oxenreiter. Yes, good old Albie Oxenreiter. Although the problem was his oh, mic. Here's the out scary part. part. I remember when he started in Pittsburgh. Yeah. So I remember oh, who did he um I'm trying to remember who he started with. Did he start with with WTAE? They teased it for a couple weeks. At, because they were talking, they were using his name. So, yeah. But anyway, well, Coach Tomlin was talking about the whole notion of a trap game. He's like, he's not into that discussion. He says, I understand that uh, uh, things that people like to talk about. He says, but this is the NFL. These are professionals. He's like, it's not. I think he actually said this. I, want to, I don't want to get this wrong. He said, we are not a Big Ten team playing a MAC opponent this week. These are all professionals. That's his yeah. point. So that other team's still getting paid money to come out there and try to stop you. So you say at a trap game because, to me, any game you're favored by double digits on the road is one of those where you're like, but um, I tell you, the difference to me, the difference is when it is 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 what's carrying you. When your offense is carrying you, and then you're just kind of like, oh, they're not all together on the road in a big game like this. I don't know. But when your defense is carrying you, your defense generally shows up. So that's what really needs to show up for the Steelers on Sunday. If their defense shows up, then their offense doesn't have to do nearly as much to win the game. What do you think? Yeah, I do. And you you will see that reflected in my prediction here in a little bit. Yeah. Here we got you got your dingo dollars. Got your dingo dollars you gotta get to. 
Oh, I have to apologize to Mark. I really do. I listened to the touchdown on the, on Saturday and that whole Jennifer Lopez thing. I do have to say this. That's something that Je- that's a quote from Jeff Hartman that he it was on some t- and probably knowing him is probably Brooklyn Nine Nine or something like that because he loves that TV show. But it was some quote from a TV show or, or movie that they said that's all you need to know in order to have an Australian accent as to say that. So. I know the Australian guys are really confused by it, but that, that's where that came from. But I'm really bad because he gave a good term and when they when they give their Australian lingo. And I was going to use it on the on the post-game show, but I didn't write it down and forgot what the word was. So I apologize, Mark. I was going to give you guys a shout-out doing that. I was really disappointed. But he says, good day, fellas. He good says, day, fellas. Does our offense score on the first drive or the second drive? Cheers. So, what is it, Rich? Uh, does our, what you want my I'm, answer? Um, uh, field goal. Yes, first. that's my answer. Yes, they score on the first or second drive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I can see another week where we get one of those first drive field goals. Yes. Get some points on the board. Turn around. Find the touchdown zone on the second drive. I'm sure. I'm sure. In the first quarter. Oh, I don't know if Kyle's still watching. I'm surprised Kyle didn't say, nope, not on the first drive. First drive will be double R, double P. <laughs> yeah, you got to know if they're going to come out. And, and you know, I have to admit, as a coach, I am pretty sure I called the same play the first play of every game. I'm pretty sure that I did when I was off when I was the head coach slash offensive coordinator my last two years coaching, but it wasn't. We were it was, you know, it wasn't it wasn't varsity football. So it's not like you were diving into a ton of ton of the other team's film to break down their tendencies when you were when you were looking at the at the at the JV and freshman level. You were just going out there to try to do your stuff the best you could. So there's a lot of times I I have to admit there might have been a couple of times I didn't, um, but. I probably I might have called the same the same play on the first first offensive play of every game. Uh, hold on, so got to call out the boy. Kyle says both drives will be double R double P. Incorrect, son. No. Sorry to tell you. Um, nope. If we do that on our first drive, there's no way you see that on the second drive. Yeah. Up, oh, Rich. What? We've got the best compliment of the night. There you go. We were given the we were given the thumbs up from the Aussie himself. About with the accent, uh, that was both of us saying that. So I'm going to say that goes to both of us. Love it. Actually, actually Mark, I, I've had some. I don't know. I, I'll. I've had several RAs work for me in the past that were from Australia. There so I have been around and heard them. Yeah, you know, talk and the way and the way it goes. So I've had. Um, Plenty of time to practice up on and my dice. and 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 it's so funny because my wife always knows whenever I've just listened to the touchdown under podcast because she's like because I, I can't help it I start talking that way and she always oh, she's like you're listening to I'll show you guys again weren't you I'm like yes I was yes, I was <laughs> but what what's your I know we're getting off topic and we we yeah. got to wrap it up here and we got to get but what, get what's, your, what's your what's your what's your go to Australian accent you know. Jeff's is uh, Jennifer Lopez, which I think is terrible. Um, mine is it, it, it's it's got to be Wedding Singer. It's got to be Billy Idol. 
right. You know, if you ever really got to bust it out, you got to do that. Right. So, all right. Speaking no, of my, which, no, sorry. Mine is Paul Hogan, Crocodile Dundee. That's, that's a knife. <laughs> no, that's a knife. <laughs> so, hey, we got another. Oh, wait, we both clicked on it. Yeah, the same okay, time. there you go. I'm just going to say Brett, because I'm going to mess up how you actually pronounce that. $1.99 in the tip jar. Thank you very much. How is that Brett my? I don't know. I, I I don't know. know. How many passion TDs do you predict for Ben? I'm going to let three. you answer this. You're going to go three. You're going to go three. Yes. I, th I think it might be down to two. I think they might try to force the run some. Um, but Rich, are you ready? I'm ready. Are you ready for the prediction? This I is what am. we've been doing every week. I think you all like it I'm, because you get the prediction. I'm more prepared then, this week. I've actually thought then, about it. All right. And then everyone else, after I type it in the live chat, I will read a bunch of your scores for as much time as we have. Okay. Okay. Ah, I just got an explanation. It's Brett Mai, as in as in Myers. Okay. There we go. Gotcha. So, right. excellent. Rich. All right. Here's What ready? do we expect Sunday? Okay. Here's what we expect Sunday. Defense shows up. Uh, pretty much does their job. Um, offense, not spectacular, but gets us out in front early enough. The game's never in question. Steelers 24, Jags 13. <laughs> you know what? I had a score in mind of what I thought you were going to guess, and I almost got it perfect. You know what I thought you were going to say? What's that? 24-12. That was what I had ah. in my mind of not what I was going to say, but what I thought you were going to say. Right, uh, right. I did pretty good there. So here we go. Um, the word scores is now in the live chat. I will bring up any score for the last couple Ooh. minutes that I can. Oh, people were ready for him. Cree, first one, 31-9. Oh, wait, he uh, wasn't he the was first not. one. Brad, Brad was, was, first. A, was ahead of him. Brad said 26-13. Mule. 27-20. Kyle, 27-19. The question is, do you think the Jaguars will score that many points? Because it looks like it's not Gardner Minshew again. He's still trying to get back. Um, that could so be that could be a that could be a junk touchdown at the end. That could be. That could be. That okay. could, that's what would get you that kind of score. Steeler Chick 46 says 27-10. Steelers. 10. That's not bad. Um Dusk 31-21. Black and gold goggles. I love that. I actually used that. Um, I used that term when I first took over. Is um, uh, when I was when during the, <laughs> during the Jeff Hartman absence when gotcha. I did step when I was editor all by myself. I mentioned that Steelers thirty two Jags thirteen Ben with three hundred yards and two TDs. Connor gets a hundred plus on a TD. That would be that would that would be really welcome. That would be a solid okay. offensive game from us. Okay. Um, President-elect Mike O'Malley says 31-13. Um, Noman says 30-16. Um, uh, Steelers-Pittsburgh, 30-9. Uh, Ryan Kellerman, 30-13. Brett Mai, 36-13. Says they start to crank it up. Um, I'm, I messed his name up for the longest time where it was Kelvin Colbert. Uh, 3117. Here we got Felicia. Hey, Felicia. Uh, 2817. Uh, oh, here's a good one from Captain Underpants. 49 to 6. Man. I'd okay. Be, boy, would that be a really nice Sunday. That would be a really good one. Um, Double HH, 3313 again. He was close last week. Um, um, George Teston says 46 to 12. 
Okay. Mule says it's going to be another heart pumper. Uh, I hope not, but be either. I can... I'm 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 hoping it's not, but I'm 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 going into it expecting. I, it, I, if you know I don't what I mean. think I could handle what, another heart pumper followed by having to play the purple team on Thursday. I don't on know. Short if that's week. Enough time to I recover. know. Oh. So um, Snowman says thirty-eight to ten Steelers. Uh, Ryan seventeen thirteen. Richard McKinney thirty-five seven. Good guys. Um, um, Dylan says 24, six. He never wanted to say, he didn't say 24, seven. Okay. Uh, rich 21, 17, rich Evan. Sorry, not you, rich 21, 17. Um, depressed Steeler fan 30 to 17. Why are you depressed? Nine and oh, baby nine and oh, people were saying goodnight to Brad. Cause he knows we're signing off here. Um, it, here's, here's a gutsy one. Sean Garrity 35, nothing. 35 zip. That's 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 interesting. Mark Davison, twenty four nothing. Now remember, this is usually Heinz Field South. Remember, this is the this is where you get a lot of Steeler fans. Yeah. You really do. Okay, young boy, thirty to twelve, um, and and um, <laughs> Kathy said I had a had a good Lance accent when I said hey to Felicia um, uh, I thought I saw another one Chris said 34-17 um, Matt says Matt Stofko I think I got that one right this time 27-17 that would be a push just so you know because right now it is a 10 point um, um, margin Okay, Captain Underpants says his bold prediction a TD from Dobbs and a TD from Rudolph how are they both active? Yeah, how are they both active? active? I don't see them both being active, but nope. that would be crazy. That okay? would that that's why it's so bold. That's that's bold. <laughs> that's bold. And Yin's Nation says 21 to 6. So we're gonna call it a, a show there with those numbers uh coming out. Remember, we said it in part one, we're gonna say it again in part two. Programming alert. We have to mention this because the next time we will see you all with with Rich and I together will be in six days from now. We are going to run the Scobro show next Monday. It'll be Monday at nine o'clock. It will be after the hangover, which will be around five o'clock on Monday, Tuesday night. If you tune in around the same time, you're going to see me, but you're going to see Brian, Anthony Davis and Jeff Hartman. Cause that's when we'll be doing the preview to preview Thursday's game and know your enemy. As far as we know now, the only way those two things could change is if there's a problem with it being the night before the game with getting someone in for the know your enemy spot. So um, that would be the only reason that we would have a change there. So we have that, but we're still going to plan on bringing you all stuff. You know, then you're like, what about the weekend? If the post game's Thursday night, you know what? We're going to do some kind of show on Sunday. We will, whether it all depends on how everything goes um, between now and then there will be some other show in place of the post game show on Sunday in order to fill in. Um, I'm going to at least, um, say that now because if nobody else does it, you know, as long as I'm still alive and kicking, then I'll do it. I, I'm, so I'm hoping I'll, I'll go on and do it with you if I have to on that Sunday. If we're 11 and 0, we could have the Sco Bro 11 and 0 show. Oh, the Sco Bro 11 and 0 show. That would be great because that's, <laughs> that's, yeah. Well, because, well, remember, well, you and I'll be back. I was going to say, oh, the next time we talk now because you and I will be back next Monday. 
just to just to go over the Jags game and to, and to preview the Ravens win. So yep. great time. Make sure you're checking out BehindTheSoCurtain.com. You want to stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. Make sure if you're listening just on YouTube, check out the audio. All We have a lot of options in just audio that, that you have out there um, for for podcasts if you if that's what you enjoy is listening to stuff. And if you're listening to this in podcast form and you're like, oh, I wish there was more, seriously, check it out, especially on your phone. You should be able to go into, I don't know if it's every article, but most articles, hopefully, a new feature that they're offering is that you can listen to the article being read to you. And no, it's not me reading. It's a much better voice. So that's all we have tonight. Thank you all for joining us. Rich, we'll be back in six days, hopefully talking about another Steelers victory. Can't wait. <laughs>